When Mama gets home too late for a meal, how will the cubs and Papa Bear feel? Hello and welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and what is a quilt? No, seriously, what is a quilt? It's a question a lot of people have asked, but no one's ever really been able to answer, have they? What exactly is a quilt? Now, I know you think you have the right answer sitting there in your head, but I guarantee you it's wrong. I haven't been able to get a straight answer out of anyone. And I've asked. I've asked quite a few people. What is a quilt? Some people think a quilt is a type of bedding that it consists of different pieces of fabric sewn together into a rough squarish shape sometimes it can be an oval maybe a rounded rectangle who knows sometimes it's a pattern sometimes the pieces are sewn into a picture and these pieces are stuffed with some sort of batting and then have a uh, backing of a sort put on them and then you can uh, sleep underneath this quilt if you will and keep warm at night. Some people will say that. Some people will say that's what a quilt is. But I want to go deeper than that. I want to ask, what is a quilt symbolically? What does it mean? What do you think of when you think quilt? I know what I think of. I think America. I think Americana. I think I think wizened women sitting in a circle. I think needles going up and down. I think stitches. I think women stitching the history of this country into heirlooms that will be passed on for generations. I think warmth, but I do not think the warmth that comes from trapping the body's heat underneath piles of fabric. No, I think the warmth that comes from within, knowing that you are part of a greater chain of events, that you are part of the history of a great nation, the history of a great family, that you are holding in your hand an heirloom a thing, a product of love. That is a quilt, ladies and gentlemen. That is a quilt. The other question is, can you produce enough quilts by hand to uh, support a business? The answer is probably not. And that's what we're going to study today in uh, the Berenstain Bears and Mama's new job. The nature of quilts, the nature of business, Mama's dissatisfaction with her lot in life, the uncaring family that surrounds her, the selfishness of the cubs, the cluelessness of the father, the weirdness of the community, and the hopelessness of Mama's pipe dream. Mama's new job, Berenstain Bears. Where do we start? Well, it turns out Mama's pretty overworked. Now, we got hints of this throughout the uh, history of this book series. We know that mom was a little bit put upon, but we always thought it was in her head. You know, she, you know, she's married to a guy who may not be the smartest cookie in the world, but he runs his own business. He is supporting the family financially with his slash and burn agriculture and his outdated uh, furniture styles. But we never thought that she was, I don't know, this disgruntled. And the kids, they seem to be doing well in school. They are, they're trying to keep their room clean. They're, uh, they're trying to do their chores. They're trying not to tell lies. But they're asking a little bit much of Mama. Because what does Mama want? What does this woman want? What does this female bear want? She has offspring, a roof over her head, a job to do at home, a man who presumably loves her. 
What else does she want? Well, come to find out, she wants time to quilt. It's her biggest passion, and she's good at it, too. They show Mama. They show her working away at those quilts. And you see these quilts that she's made? Some of them are pattern quilts. She's got quilts. One, She has quilted an image of her daughter jumping rope into one of the quilts. Picture of an airplane in another quilt. In fact, her quilts reflect specific instances in her family's life. That's how much, how dedicated she is to producing these beautiful quilts. And she has a quilt for their own bed. That's, a, that's the tree house. It's their actual house. She has quilted an image of their actual house into a quilt. That's how good she is. It says she's the best quilter in bear country. What that, That's saying a lot. There has to be a lot of quilters in bear country. And uh, people are pretty proud. Now, one day, she realizes that there's a lot of quilts that she wants to make. But she doesn't have the time. Because Papa's always wanting her to pull worms out of the garden, apparently. And uh, Brother Bear wants her to help him with his little model plane, I guess. And Sister wants her to count the jumping ropes. Because Sister's dream is to jump a thousand. Now, I'm going to have you guys put that in your pocket. Sister's jump rope. I think this is our first instance of Sister's jump roping obsession. This is a major thing that comes into play. It's a big part of her personality. We'll get to that later. It's part of the Lizzie Bruin storyline. It's part of the Queenie McBear storyline. Haven't gotten to them yet. Future. Future. Put it in your pocket. Put the jump rope in your pocket. So Mama Bear wants to make these beautiful designs. She's got some ideas for sun designs, some flower designs, some tree designs. And she thinks about it, and she thinks about it. And one day she puts her quilts that she's made out to dry. She's washed them. She's hung them on the line. And uh, Papa has having a yard sale of some of his furniture. And people think the quilts are for sale because they're hanging up there. And, you know, it looks like they are. And they offer her money. She says they're not for sale. And people are like, well... You should go into business for yourself. You should become a quilt seller. And Papa just blows it off. He condescendingly pats her on the shoulder. He says, there's only room for one business bear in this family. Get out of my yard. He doesn't actually say that, but the subtext is there. And then Mama... Mama is devastated. It consumes her, this thought, I could go into business for myself. There's an image of Mama sitting in the chair worrying. I've been in this position. I'm sure you have, listeners, been in this position where you can't even eat. You're so worried about something or you're so consumed with something. You have a thousand-yard stare. Can't pay attention to your kids. She's just thinking business, business, business. The next morning, she wakes up and she says, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to rent that... uh." Get a uh, empty storefront that's just down the road. And Papa is shocked. I want to stop right here for a second. In a relationship, communication is key. Starting a business is a huge deal. I've never started one myself. And the reasons for that is because it's a huge deal. It takes a lot of smarts and a lot of dedication. Two things I do not have. And it takes a lot of cooperation between uh, partners. If you are in a partnership with someone, uh, if you want to start a business, it's going to take up most of your time and the other partner is going to have to pick up the slack. It's not generally something you come up with overnight and then announce at breakfast the next morning. But, I mean, that's the dynamic in this family. And Papa scoffs at the idea. He's like, that building is a piece of junk. You're not going to build a business there. Mama's like, oh, yeah, I think I am. And dinner's going to be a little late tonight. 
And the kids are like, you can't be a business person. You can't be a business bear because you're our mama. She's like, there's a lot of moms. There's Dr. Grizzly. She's a business bear. And there's uh, Mrs. Grizzle, your sitter. She's a business bear. And there's Mrs. Honeybear who teaches the school. She's a business bear. These women have jobs and they're supporting themselves as far as we know. We never see any like husbands or uh, wives or any other partners showing up. So these are business business bears. These are These are, you know. What makes you think I can't do this? I'm your mama. Look at my hat. And so she leaves. She's like, I gotta meet some of the girls. We're gonna we're gonna gussy up this store. We're starting a quilting business. I've got the uh, the quilting club, and we're gonna start a business. And she bustles out the door. Uh, has made dinner, and he put gives her a bucket of warm water for her feet. She's she's beat. It says something telling here. It says there was no way to tell whether the quilt shop would be a success, but she's gonna give it a good try. And yeah, she also, she opens the place. A couple of weeks later, they open uh, the grand opening of the Bear Country Quilt Shop. And, uh, there's quilts for sale. Now, to give you a hint, this quilt shop's about uh, 10 feet wide. There seems like there's room for like maybe four bears inside. It's a small building. It, this isn't, this isn't, you know, she didn't, they didn't buy a, a warehouse or anything. This is a small building. Um, they're renting it. Most of their inventory seems to be outside on trees on on uh, fishing lines. So, you know, it's a it's 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 it's, it's small business. But the uh, the whole town shows up. Even the mayor, he and his wife come and they they buy a quilt and they order three more and uh, they do pretty well. And she closes up shop and the money she's made and presumably other people. They don't mention other employees, but the other women from the quilting club, I think, threw in, threw some weight behind this. Uh, they go out to the Burger Bear. They have some burgers for the bears. And Mama's happy because she's able to pay and she has some extra cash. And that's the way it is. That's the way it is in the family. The Mama Bear. The bear. This business is doomed to failure right off the bat. This this isn't going to last. And nothing against Mama Bear. She's the smartest bear in bear country. But uh, I think it's unsustainable. I talked to some people today about quilting. I did. I walked down the hall and uh, talked to a co-worker who knows a thing or two about quilting. It takes a while to make a quilt by hand. And mom is making them. These, these are by hand. Like she's sewing. She has these things on a table and she's sewing with a needle. And there's, I mean, obviously there's other women supplying. Quil- this is, this business is, is, is not going to, to last. It's going to take months to produce just a number of quilts and I just don't see how maybe maybe the storefront opens like once a week and then you know like by appointment only but other than that I just do not see how this is going to be sustainable they're not as far as we know they're not selling supplies like this isn't like oh we'll sell you quilts but we're pretty much in the I don't know what you buy at a quilting store needles a thread I they, they don't seem to be selling any supplies this is just they are selling quilts and I'm going to, a little secret off the bat, I don't think this store ever gets mentioned again in uh, any of the books. So I think it turns out that, you know, they give it the old college try, but Bear Country just, I don't think, uh, I don't think a quilt store is in the cards. I just, I don't think it is. So, sorry, Mama. I mean, it's a great idea, and she's really good at it. But there's there's a few things she could have tried. I think she could have tried. I think she could have... Tried selling her quilts out of the house first. Papa works out of the house. He has a little, like, outbuilding just off to the side. But he doesn't rent 
space. He they have a big, you know, they have a, a plot of land. I would think that Mama could work out of the home, like just make your quilts and put an ad in like the Daily Shopper or whatever. Just like, hey, quilts for sale. Come see me with questions. And then everyone knows who Mama Bear is. They show up. She shows them their, her quilts. You don't have to pay any extra rent. This is a, a starting a store is a big deal. It's a it's I've, I've never done it, but I mean it's it's not something you just think of overnight and then jump into. I mean maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe that's the best way to do it. Maybe I worry too much, but I worry for Mama and I worry for those kids. And it's a blow when when you know your big idea falls through. But you know if you don't ever have big ideas and go for it, then you're never going to do anything. I don't know. Good for you, Mama, but uh, so quilts. Um, I love that Mama makes quilts. It seems a little stereotypical, but she's really good at it. These are some nice quilts. Like, I'd be pretty impressed to get one of these things. And how do you wash a quilt? That's – I don't think – does anyone know how to wash a quilt? Because can you put them in the – because sometimes, like, a cat will throw up on one. And then you kind of just scrape it off, and then you you shove them like into a closet, and you just let it go. Like that's right. Like that's what you do with the quilts. Like you're like, oh, I don't. Can we wash these? I'll dab at it with water, but oh, you know, Aunt So and So made this. I don't want it. If I put it in the machine, it'll. What if it falls up? I'll just just scrape scrape the puke off when it dries, and then we'll just put it. We'll put it in the closet. Just we'll let it go. Just let it go. Let it go. We don't want to destroy. I would rather have it be stained than like destroyed because then that would be my fault. That's what you do with quilts, right? So we don't tend to sleep with them. We have a comforter with a duvet. That's what the duvet is, right? It's the thing that goes over the comforter. See, when we bought it, it was called the duvet cover. So I'm confused. I had this conversation with several people. So there's a comforter, right? Like that's like a – that can be – it's not quilted. It's just like a bag like a square bag that has some shape to it. Like it's square and it has stuffing in it and you cover yourself with it. And then you put a cover over it so that your smells don't get on it, right? So then you can wash the cover, but then just let the duvet do its thing. Or the comforter do its thing. And the cover's called the duvet. Then why would they call the cover a duvet cover? And a comforter is a different thing in England, right? I mean, I know that we're getting into like some international stuff here, but write to me. Okay, this is your job. I had this discussion on my personal Facebook page, but go to the Deep in Bear Country page. Go to Facebook. Even if you don't belong to the page yet, go to the Facebook page, Deep in Bear Country. Uh, just search it on Facebook and tell me what you what is a comforter to you? What is a duvet? Is the duvet the cover or is it a different thing entirely? What is a quilt in your opinion? Uh, what is the quilt breaker? Like what is it where you're like, ah, this isn't a cover. I mean, this isn't a quilt anymore. I think this is a different animal. Like has anyone ever said this is a quilt and you disagree or a throw? What's a throw? Is that just anything you put over something? Like is it is a blanket a throw if it's just a blanket, but you put it on the back of a couch? Does that count as a throw? Like can you can a quilt be a throw? If it's uh if if you use it for that purpose. Is a throw a what's a lap blanket? Is that a throw? Is that a type of throw? Or is that just a lap blanket? I don't know any of this stuff. None of it makes sense to me. And every definition of everything online only refers back to each other and themselves. And everything is everything. And there's no way of knowing. So 
right? Go to Deep in Bear Country. Um, let me know what you think about quilts. If you're a Twitterer, if you do twits, tweets, quotes, then get on Twitter at B-Stain Bearcast. That's B-S-T-A-I-N Bearcast. And let me know. Like, what do you think of comforters and throws and quilts? If you are a quilter, write in. Let me know if you've ever started a quilting business. Let me know if you ever dreamed of starting a quilting business. Let me know if you know of anyone who is the best quilter and bring pictures. I would love to know more about quilts. It's a cool thing. Um, I think of, like, women in hats like Mama Bear's making them. I think of, like, uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder's mom. I don't know if she ever made a quilt, but maybe she did. Like, didn't you need those during the long winter? So, I don't know. Let me know about your quilts. Uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter. You can even email me if you're shy and you don't want it to be public. Berenstainbearcast uh, at gmail.com. That's my address. So write to me. I want to know more about the quilts. And have you ever started a business without asking your partner if that's cool? Because that seems like a big deal. And these kids are kind of crappy to her. They they, they treat Mama. They kind of put her on. Put, she's kind of put upon, like in this. Like, deliber- like legit put upon. So do you feel put upon by your kids and your husband if you have one? Or wife? If you know, It's not cool, though, if you feel put upon your wife. That's like a... That's like a TV trope. So don't, you know, the put-upon husband, you know. Oh, I guess the put-upon wife is too. But if you are you legitimately, can, do you not have time for your quilts? Let me know about that. Write to me. Facebook me. I want to know. I love this book. What do I think of it? This is a good book. Um, even though I think Mama's Dream is a pipe, I think that it's cool to read to your kids because, look, parents have dreams too. And you trade away a lot of those dreams when you decide to have kids. That's just the fact. That's the way it works. Um, I think, like, one kid equals, like, ten dreams right there. That's, like, a a pretty decent exchange rate. Sometimes you get, like, a pretty independent kid. It's worth about eight dreams. Sometimes you get a pretty hands-on kid. And you've got 15 to 20 dreams. But, you know, you trade away a lot of dreams. I think it's important to let kids know that, but not like that tactlessly. So read them this book. And then maybe in the back of their head, they'll be like, wow, I wonder what my parents have never been able to do because of me. I wonder what they, I wonder what kind of roadblocks I've put up in their life. I wonder what they think about me when I'm sleeping. I wonder if they wish they could go out and start their own store. Put that, plant that seed, plant that seed in their heads. And I think that's an important thing for kids to learn. So important things for kids to learn. You have hobbies. If you have hobbies, do them in front of your kids. Maybe your hobby is uh, playing the banjo. Play it in front of your kids. Maybe your hobby is doing a podcast. A little harder to do that in front of your kids. Maybe your hobby is Legos. That's also – don't do that in front of your kids because they're going to want to play with it too. Um, speaking of which, I had trouble finding this book. I actually had to download a digital copy even though I know I own it because my Berenstain Bear books just seem to disappear. And – I try to keep the ones I haven't done isolated from the rest of the family so they don't go off. But it's really hard. Like, can't say, like, don't read a book. Like, don't touch my stack of children's books, kids, because I need them for my podcast. That's weird and kind of crazy and creepy. Like, don't do that. Um, like, if you're, if you're a parent and you have kids or you take care of kids, you're kind of trading that. Like, if you have toys that are your favorite toys. Like, if you are an adult and you're like, I love my toys. Like, I have so many Star Wars toys. It's the best. And you're like, don't ever touch my toys, kids. Don't touch my toys. They stay in the – those are daddy's toys. Don't touch my toys. Don't do that. Like, 
you trade that right. You bring them to work and put them on your desk at work like smart people do. Or resign yourself to the fact your kids are going to play with your toys. And when they, you catch them doing it, don't like yell at them. Don't be like, you're not supposed to touch my toys. Those are daddy's toys. Because that's weird. And you don't, you don't get to do that anymore. If you are an adult and you don't have kids, have toys. Have toys everywhere. Play with your Legos and play with your, uh, I don't know, Star Warses and your Ninja Turtleses. That's great. Do it. Wonderful. But once you have kids... Just expect things to be played with and disappear. And the best thing you can do is you go, oh, that's great because you're a child and you're the one who's supposed to be playing with toys. Like, it's cool that I do it. That's fine. But, like, I can't get mad over it. I can't get mad over it. Same thing goes with your Berenstain Bear books. Like, I used to get kind of upset when I couldn't find a book for a show. But then I'd be like, you know what? It's a Berenstain Bear book. And it kind of is something that a kid would grab and look at. So I'm not mad. And... Mitzi knows this story anyway. She doesn't even need me to read it. She knows what Mama does. It's a pipe dream, Mama. It's all a pipe dream. So join me next time for Deep in Bear Country. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez. Facebook, Twitter, uh, email, and whatever the heck ever else. Go to iTunes and leave a comment. Leave a review. Say, this is the best show I've ever heard. This is better than other shows. And if you don't think that, don't say that. It's free country. And I will see you next week. Uh, right here, same time, same computer I'm standing at. Staring at the computer. I'm in the basement. I'll see you deep in bear country.